following is a Cast Wave Studios production. The Internet, the final frontier. On tonight's Boldly Going Nowhere. Hey, Chicago baseball fans. Now that the Cubs have won the World Series, you all have our permission to die. People are strange when you're a stranger. Spoilers seem wicked when you see films alone. And how uh, and how we think we can fix the Star Fox franchise. First lesson, of course, change the line to do an aileron roll. This is Bully Going Nowhere. Listen to it with your ears. Mm, ears. Yes, yes, indeed. Podcast ears listen. Mm, yeah, podcast ears listen. Yeah, with, so, with ears. Yeah. <laughs> you listen with your feelings. Podcasters, <laughs> we listen with our feelings. I mean, it depends. Is this NPR podcast or? <laughs> it could be. It's powered on sunshine, hope, and rainbows. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Today on NPR. Tonight on NPR. Tonight on NPR, the sweat. <laughs> the sweat. Not on NPR, the sweat. <laughs> oh God, yes. it still sounds just as dirty. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well, so on the episode prior to our last or to our live episode at uh, DC Podfest, yes, uh, Zach had made mention of. Uh, a franchise in the Nintendo mythos that was suffering because of some extremely poor outings in its last attempts and its newest outing not wowing people over as much as yeah. they thought it would. D- despite how cool all the stuff that they were advertising looked at the time, yeah. Well, to be perfectly honest, Nintendo is very good at making things that look good in trailers, mm-hmm. but... But... <laughs> but... Uh, but... But they, uh, they fail... <laughs> pretty hard when it comes to the practice of implementing those things. Mm-hmm. Actualizing them and whatnot. And for those of you who aren't aware of what I'm talking about, we're referring to the Star Fox franchise, or at least in its most recent iteration, Star Fox Zero. Which is basically just Star Fox 64 with a new skin attached to it. From what I've been told, yeah. I mean, there was a couple of new elements, like there was the chicken walker tank that they had. Yeah. It was just basically it was a landmaster that had little legs that you just you'd hop around on. Ugliest. I mean, I thought, ooh, that's cool. But then I was like, ooh, that, that... Isn't that something from Metal Gear Solid? No, it's Metal Gear Solid, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, there's, a lot of different movies have done that That, that thing. It's, that's nothing new, but... The ATST, if you will. But it's just it just seems like they're trying to sort of push this, like, oh, look at this new piece of... It's like, it's not new. It's You've done that. You just removed the tread element, and you've just now made it, like, a bumbling tank. It's just, ugh, I hate it. I'm, I'm reporting the comments as they come in. Um, does this podcast take an 89, 91, or 93 grade sunshine? 
I mean, I think we need like the purest grade sunshine. So I, I would say ninety three. Ninety three. I would say ninety three. But you know what? I'm willing to. You know, I know ninety three grade sunshine is pretty expensive, especially yeah. in the economy that we're in right now. But, exactly. You know, five percent sunshine. Is there a diesel percent sunshine? Five percent. Where are you getting this? Where are you getting this sunshine? It's because I'm a counselor. I have to make it. But it's low grade sunshine. You can't have that. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, so when Zach made this comment, I was I had been thinking about this. I played a few levels of Star Fox Zero. Wasn't impressed. It like I said, it was just a reskin of N- of the N sixty four version, and then. I was just like, I don't, I don't, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I, yes. What was your opinion on the control scheme where you had to look at the first person perspective on the tablet and collate that with a third person perspective on the big TV screen? It made me want to vomit. That's what it wanted to make me do. Yeah, I, I've not, I've not heard good things about that, that decision. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. But, so, I then told Zach that... In one podcast, I could give him the synopsis for a Star Fox game, and that single-handedly, single-handedly could save the franchise. It could. Not only save the franchise, but set the standard for all Nintendo franchises to come. Yeah. Are we going to make it rated R? It's, it's a tall order. But I'm going to go through it point by point. Can we get some incidental music first? Yes, please. Sure, sure. Um, and this is going to get really, really, Can we get really some... serious. This summer, this summer, Fox McCloud is the leader of a mercenary force called Star Fox. Their mission? To save the planet Corneria, the fourth planet of the Lilat system. Star Fox. <laughs> Sorry, I had, a, I had a flush up there. Yeah, that's okay. Right. That's good though. Thanks. No, thanks. Thanks for the boost. Can you give me some Star Fox music while you're at it? Like, like the. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try. Okay. Like the OG Star Fox. Like do 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 do. Oh yeah, do, do. O- yeah. SNES OG Star Fox. Okay. Ugh. Anyway, so Star Fox. All right. So to understand where Star Fox has kind of come, we have to go back and we have to look at well where it's been. Right. So you started off with Star Fox on the on the SNES. Great game. Probably one of the coolest games that came out on that console. You know, it's, you know, sort of 3D isometric shapes on the 2D, you know. Um, I can't remember. It was it was the first game that had the FX chip in it. Yeah, it was the um, Super FX chip. Yeah, the Super. Yes. Love it. And I, I love this game, but it, this is, I, like, a lot of people say that N, the N64 version, Star Fox 64, was the superior game. I disagree. I love this game because this game is super fucking hard. It's so hard. Has, has anybody beaten this game? No. Have you beaten this game? I I have. All right. Have you beaten I, this game? I actually mm-hmm. just picked it up the other day. From oh, the, original, uh, the original Star Fox? Yep. Okay. Well, okay, so it's like you don't have anywhere near as much control, like say, as you do in the N64 version. And honestly, there's no, you know, there's no voices in it. So all you get is a uh, all you get is Yeah, so it's like that was great. I call that I call that proto simlish. Yeah. And so well I I love that game for, you know, it's it's difficulty level, but also it was it was like trying to be its own thing, like any like any sort of like spaceship game or you know any sort of flying game in that in that era was like a like as a rail shooter you know you got right. your galagas your 1941s you know yeah 
these were all games that, quite frankly, were great. But it was basically, it was a top-down looking view. Mm -hmm. And you were basically just, you know, shooting like as much as... 1942, as... stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. So, good. Yeah, sure. But this was its own thing, and this was cool as fuck. And then there was Star Fox 2, which unfortunately... Was never released. Was never released. Well, actually, it was never released by Nintendo. However, it is, there is a ROM hack of it. What's it was... weird about that is that the game was actually completed. Yeah. It was completed, yeah. and then... Nintendo, you know, the geniuses they are, were like, oh, hey, we have this new system. It's called the Nintendo 64. So what we're going to do is we're going to take elements from Star Fox 2, but that game's going to get scrapped. We're not even going to bother releasing it. We're just going to put it, we're just going to take elements from that game, and we're going to put it on the N64 game. Just going to call it Star Fox 64. Just on a brief aside, by the way, can you imagine how shitty it must feel when you've worked that long on a game and, like, it's, it's done. All the deadlines, all the bullshit's done, and then they just straight up say, yeah, we're not interested. Mm -hmm. It's like, we well, just did all this fucking work for what? Yeah. Well, and so I, I played Star Fox 2, and it's the same sort of elements. It's got cool shit. It's got, you can fly into ships and blow the ships up from inside. It's like something, I mean, and I hate making the comparison, but it's something out of Phantom Menace. Like, right. you fly into the ship, and you shoot out the core of the, the ship, and it blows up, and you have to escape it to get out. Oh, that's fucking awesome, dude. It's so cool. And then, you know, Star Fox 64, I mean, again, it, it was incredibly insightful for its time, you know? It, it, you know, it gave us the same sort of... I mean, it wasn't anywhere near as difficult as the first two Star Fox games. It was sort of dumbed down, in my opinion. But there is... There's more charm, you know, when you have at least some backstory. And mind you, it's very little backstory. Because the thing is, it's a scrolling text. It's scrolling text up, and it's just, just Corneria, the fourth what planet of the Lilat system. The evil scientist Andros. I, that, that is verbatim, like the first couple <laughs> lines of that game. And I mean, Corneria. it's... The fourth planet of the Lilat system. Yeah, and so this is... I'm actually kind of going to come back to this because this is actually going to be part of this game that I'm referring to. So what you do in Star Fox 64, and I mean, in any of the Star Fox games, is basically you're, you're basically flying from planet to planet attempting to get to the planet Venom where your enemy Andros awaits. And Andros is a... Formerly is a disgraced monkey scientist from Corneria who, and again, this isn't explained in the game. He's a, he's a disgraced scientist. He's exiled to the planet Venom. That's all the backstory he's given in the original game. Right. You know what, guys? I, for one, actually actually uh, was, I, I, I felt it was a bold choice to make um, to make Andros and all of uh, all of his cronies monkeys. Mm. Well, it, actually, it, it, not it, all his cronies are monkeys. No, well, 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 most of them are. It kind of reminded me of, um, of, um, uh, uh, Farscape, in which, like, you know, in which uh, all the good guys were aliens and, uh, and, and the, the evil uh, uh, empire are all humans. It, yep. it kind of felt like the furry version of that, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, I would go with that. Um, I would also say, well, so, yeah, so what you have to do is you essentially have to go from Corneria at one end of the system to Lilat at the, I mean, not to Lilat, Lilat's the name of the system, from Corneria at one end of the system to Venom at the other end of the system, and one of the things I do love about Star Fox 64 is the voice acting. And so, Amanda, I want to get your opinion on this. Sean, if you could do me a favor. Okay. I want you to pull me up that list of... I want you to pull me up that list of uh, Star Fox quotes. 
Oh yeah, let me, let me, let me get Okay, that. yes, yeah, I'm gonna, I want you to do a little voice acting for me. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay, that's oh, okay. I looked it up over here, I need okay. to send it to myself. Me, yeah, send, send it to your, send it to yourself. Okay, so, what makes Star Fox 64, you know, leagues ahead is, A, you've got dialogue. You, you have your, you have your cohorts screaming like, hey, come rescue me, I fucking suck at flying, which makes me ask, why am I in an airborne mercenary unit if I can't fly a fucking starship? Anyway, just... One of the many issues. Oh. Just yeah, I see you. Got to you. Got to record it so I submit it as my demo. Yeah, no, yeah, that's why. That's why I'm doing it now. Anyway, so what? So you 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 get a little backstory. You get some explanation of the system in Star Fox sixty four, and it's just some of the dialogue in this game. It's just so. It's just so bad. Oh yeah, Sean's <laughs> Sean's got to look it up via Facebook. Ugh. And just, I, and I want to point out here, I just some of this stuff is just garbage. I mean, again, it's it's got its good moments. I, I'm not gonna lie, uh, I love some of this dialogue, but some of it could be misconstrued. Yes, could hmm. be taken out now, of context. Star and Fox. I, I think that's yeah. Oh yeah. So Sean found a list here. Yeah, Star Fox quotes you don't want to use in the bedroom. So, uh, Amanda, let's see. Do you want me to make awkward eye contact with the... <laughs> oh, yes. Make awkward eye contact <laughs> with the camera. I All don't right. know who's watching, so this could get weird. Yeah, it's okay, though. Let's, 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 let's get weird, Amanda. Let's get weird. Baron Von Lemons is we're watching. Tur- <laughs> we're turning Twitch into chatterbait, basically. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you going to give me a prompt, or do you want me to pretend to read this like I'm on okay. my new proclaimed show, The Sweat? Yeah. Actually, yeah. You know what? Do Ladies me a and gentlemen, welcome to The Sweat. And welcome, welcome, Amanda. Welcome the sweat. <laughs> yes. Please read, like, please read it like you are the host of The Sweat. <laughs> I got the papers. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> oh. I'll restart right. you. Yeah. Find, find, find me a good one, Sean. Like I, I see this first one here, and that's okay. But <laughs> tell me, tell me one. <laughs> this one. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. This I don't one? even know who's saying that. Oh no! I mean, any of these. I mean, any of these first here. Wait. Well, scroll back up, Sean. Scroll back up. Uh, anyone? Okay. Okay. Hi. And yeah, these two right okay. here. Amanda, I want you. All right, go ahead, Sean. Start the sexy music. I can't hear the sexy music. So just yeah, go ahead. Whenever you're ready. That's not fair. Those charges were dropped. Oh my god! I got a, I got a response to that. What's that? Ah, someone wants to play. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Aim for the open spot. <laughs> All right, do it again without yelling in the microphone. <laughs> no yelling in the microphone. <laughs> Are you, was I, okay, sorry. I'll back off. Right. Just yeah, you're projecting well enough. Yeah, go ahead. Aim for the open spot. <laughs> Destroy all energy balls. <laughs> <laughs> Do a barrel roll. <laughs> anyway, you can yeah, you can be totally misconstrued if if you, if you get my drift. Hold still and let me shoot you. <laughs> how about that one? Let me see how I want to do this. Yo, the highlight. I, I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> How can you make that line sexy? <laughs> I'm trying. It's a challenge. I'm trying. Oh, it's no, a no, challenge. No, 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 okay, no, it's a, it's a proper challenge. Okay, let's All see right. if let's see if Amanda can pull it off. It's under maintenance. Oh my god, she stuck it. <laughs> Fair enough. Alright. Uh let's see here. No, it's okay. I think that's a good enough. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No. And that was an episode of this one. 
I'll do my best. (laughs) Slippy! (laughs) God damn it. Anyway, alright. Sean, cut this shit out. We're gonna be at this all night. Uh, no. No more. Hey, Einstein. I'm on your side. Oh, no. (laughs) Anyway. I'll do my best! No, 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 it's good. Okay. So, I mean, the dialogue, it's its so campy at moments, but, I mean, the controls are better. They're much more, they're much easier. It's its, it's a much more accessible game than, say, the first two were. Right. Which, again, you're trying to hook a new market with this console. That's the best way to do it. Make the game accessible. Well, right. unfortunately, they decided to continue this cutesy, kitty sort of... Uh, you see, Kitty. God damn it, Star Fox Adventures. <sighs> yeah, I'm sure you folks all know that uh, Star Fox Adventures did not begin as a Star Fox game. No, right? it didn't. Fucking Stare dinosaur fa- planet. Starfax mm-hmm. temperatures. Yeah, it, it started out in life as a game called Dinosaur Planet, and unfortunately, someone over at Nintendo, <coughs> Shigeru, decided, oh hey. There's a fox character. We have a fox character. Let's just fucking throw them together. Let's just fucking throw them together. Why not? Why not? Yeah, because, you know... Because that's a good idea. Because it's easy. Because all fox people know each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Foxes in space. Oh, fox is just... Oh, I can't even... How do you English? Is it fox or foxes? Foxes in space. Foxes in space. Plural. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. But Star Fox Adventures was so universally panned... Because of the fact that you spend, like, maybe, all together, told, less than 20% of the game yeah. in the fucking R-Wing. Which, I want to point out, is the reason why people love playing Star Fox. Right. Because you get to pilot a fucking Starfighter. That's the whole thing. The whole thing. Why would you fuck that up? How could you fuck that up? <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, all you have to do is just program the same fucking thing. Mm. Like I, I, I completely ignored that game. Like because I actually didn't even have a GameCube around that time. I did. So I played it once, and I fucking traded it in because the fucking sections on land are so useless. They yeah. are the worst. The it, worst. And it's mostly land. It is. It's it's mostly. There land. was that one scene with like like the asteroids, but it was like very very short lived. It's yeah. It's and the thing is, is it like was you, a tease. You go to Dinosaur Planet, and then you know you engage in furry fandom, yes. which I mean, fine, whatever, whatever floats your boat, Nintendo enthusiasts. I'm just, I'm oh, just. Oh no, yeah! Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying that there are so many things that they failed because introducing land-based combat was the next logical progression in a Star Fox game. I love Star Combat, but again, it gets really fucking samey. And that's one of the issues with Star Fox. It's like, yeah, okay, they go through different types of combat. They go through star combat. They go through uh, boat-based combat. You know, you have the the blue marine, the submarine that you have to pilot. But in Star Fox 64, you get that for one fucking level. That's it. Right. And then you have Best the... Le- yeah level ever. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's but- fun. That clam is a fucking bastard. The music is very, very droning. I could fall asleep to that. Right. Yeah. Um, Any underwater music what by, is it by with, Nintendo. Yeah, what is it with underwater music that you can it's just like, fall asleep to? Like that, uh, was it the water music from... Aquatic Ambiance? Aquatic Ambiance. Yeah, from Do- Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong Country. Country yeah. Ugh, so good. But, okay, so 
And then the next game, which, oh, God, I can't remember what the title Star is. Star Fox it's, Command. Star Fox Command. Did that even get released? Yeah, I bought Stay, it. Did I, it get It was on the DS, and I remember actually going out and buying it and thinking, like, because I saw, I saw an advert in Nintendo Power, and I actually read up online about it, and mm-hmm. I thought, okay, this looks kind of cool. I mean, you're in the R-Wing the whole time. Mm-hmm. But the way in which you command the ships and the way that you have to take the, the objective of the game, I'm like, this is not my thing. Because, like, it's... I don't know. It, it just... It, it felt off. Mm-hmm. It felt really off. Fair enough. So then came Star Fox uh, for the 3DS. Right. Which was this Star Fox 3D, right? Yeah. It was Star Fox 64. Star, yeah, it was basically Star Fox 64. That's all it was. Yeah. It was an upgraded... It was kind of like what they did with Ocarina of Time. Yeah. They just, they just kind of upscaled it and made it 3D. And then, again, Star Fox Zero repeats the same mistake. It just basically yeah. reskins the original Star Fox 64 right. in the graphics that whatever were on the fucking Wii U. I really hope we can get a new Star Fox game, and I mean in that very, very, very well. Okay. Because well, because everything seems to be reskinned. Well, Sean, let me tell you a little story about a game that I've been dreaming of the last six months, ever since I was disappointed by Star Fox Zero. It's a little game called Star Fox Armada. Star Fox Armada is basically, in essence, it is a collaborative effort between Nintendo and EA. Now, before everybody out there starts having their shit fits, why would I, why would I ask EA? EA is one of the partners behind the Nintendo Switch. They're one of the games that have pledged that they're going to make games for the Nintendo Switch. Well... What's one of the games that EA just helped release? Something with sports. No. It's in the game. No Man's Sky? Nope. I mean, it is It is a game based in space. Anybody? Anybody? Um, oh, is it the Star Wars one? Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, a lot of people would say, okay, well, that sounds all well and good, but Star Wars Battlefront had one major issue. It was just strictly campaign it was just basically online, online multi- multiplayer which, yeah there's no there's no campaign which everybody was complaining like why did you excise the story mode why would you do that and from what i've heard they started to add more story elements but it was in the dlc not in the initial release which is a major shot in the foot like why would you do that why would it's you like leave here's, that out? here's a game it's not complete yeah right so the reason why i would call upon ea sports to assist in the creation of this game is because Star Fox has the potential to create a story. Basically, it could be the story mode that Star Wars Battlefront was missing. So you take the story of Star Fox and you meld it with the, with the battle system of Star Wars Battlefront. Right. And you create something that, quite frankly, could be the best first third-person shooter you know, piloting game of all time. Now, let me explain. All right. One of the things I love about Star Fox is that they give you a very basic story is that Fox McCloud is a member of the unit called Star Fox, and it is made up of Falco and Peppy and Slip and Slippy Hair. Okay. And they all have very specific duties. Like, Peppy is your, vi- Peppy is your grizzled veteran. Slippy is your mechanic slash tech guy. Falco is your cocky jock pilot. He's basically Maverick from Top Gun. Well, I'd say 
your you know, Fox is more Maverick from Top Gun. Falco is the Iceman tier Maverick. Yeah. Except you know, well, no, you both hate each other, so that's okay. That's actually a very <laughs> good analogy. The thing is, is that they go into the story somewhat in Star Fox 64, but they never expand upon it. And actually, I've actually read the Nintendo Power comic series that that came out in the early 90s, Brian? Yeah, it was... Um, it, Nintendo Power had this thing where they had, like, a Super Mario, um, they had a Zelda, mm -hmm. uh, they had a Super Metroid one, actually, too, mm -hmm. and then I actually remember reading the Star Fox one and really enjoying it, mm -hmm. and if I remember correctly, they also gave you a build-your-own R-Wing out of Papercraft, too. Yep. The reason why I mentioned the Nintendo Power comic is because that sets up a story that in itself is far more rich than anything we got in the game, so that is what I would focus on in the story. But I would do it. I would do it a couple specific ways. One, instead of it just being your basic Star Fox sixty four Lilac campaign, yeah, there would be three main campaigns that would release. Okay, okay, because really, when you tell the story of Star Fox, you have to tell it. You have to tell it from beginning to end, and the problem is, is that. Nintendo has always told the story from the middle. They've told the story of Fox McCloud and his struggles in order to banish Andross from the Lilat system. Right. This game has to start at the beginning with the original Star Fox team. With uh, Star, Fo Star Fox Sr. Well, it would be Peppy Hare. Peppy Hare. James McCloud. Uh-huh. Fox's father and Pigma Dengmar, which were the original Star Fox team, who were sent on a mission... To were sent on a scout mission to check out the planet Venom because there were signs of disturbance on a planet that had honestly been just thought to be you know populated by you know you know not heavily intelligent life you know what I mean like more tribal life than anything else. So when they you know they find these weird energy signals signatures. Now for those of you who aren't aware, Andros was banished to the planet of Venom for. And you find this out later is he was attempting to do a gravity experiment to create a black hole, yeah, and then ended up ended up you know fucking something up royally, and so they banished him off planet. He was doing a lot of weird experiments, and that's something that can be expanded on, uh, you know, because you can start that whole thing with the trial of Andros, Andros being banished to the you know the planet Venom, and then obviously there's your villainous there's your villainous you know build right there. He's just swearing revenge against the planet Lilat, and so what's he going to do? He's going to subjugate a lower form of society and just basically use them to his whims. I think um, this is an interest, interesting story about lineup, and I think it would make a yeah, make a great video game, mm -hmm. especially for the part where the, the pig uh, was his name pig, Pigma, Pigma uh, betrays exactly his his aerial portrayal and then yep. um, everything leaning up to it. Yeah. So what happens with the first campaign is the first campaign is you're basically sent on a scout mission. And it really, it doesn't even have to be anything huge. It could be like three levels, like literally three levels. It could be you arriving at the planet Lilat, you getting to the planet Lilat, you getting, like you or a member of your party getting shot down, you having, to, and so here's what happens. This is what's going to make Star Fox Armada different than, say, Star Fox 64 or Star Fox Adventures or Star Fox, you know. The thing is, is that you're going to have multiple types of combat. And I don't mean in the sense that you're just going to be strictly on land for 80% of the game, or you're strictly going to be in a boat, or you're going to be in the starship. You're using all parts equally. 
and mm-hmm. I'll go I'll go more into it in the second campaign, which is the your basic Star Fox sixty four campaign, which to be perfectly honest, you have to discuss if you're talking about Star Fox, because again, this is the middle that's the middle of the story that leads into the final chapter, but the whole point is you gotta work one way to the end. You gotta work from the beginning to the end. So so that whole campaign is you start off starship wise, you get shot down you're fighting off wave after wave of these tribal warriors who are somehow being granted technology that seems familiar, but, you know, it's much more crude because obviously Andros is on the planet. He has knowledge. He has the ability to build things. But it's, again, it's it's going to be on a, lim- a much more limited basis, but it's going to be enough. So the idea is, is that the campaign will end with Spoiler alert, you fighting, basically you as, you will play as James McCloud, fighting your way off of Venom, and uh, Pigma's already betrayed you, so the idea is that you fight, Peppy gets away, you sacrifice yourself in order to have, to get Peppy off planet. That's, that's the whole first portion, which then moves us into the second one, which starts off much along the lines of the Nintendo Power comic, which is... Star Fox, the Star Fox team are not necessarily a mercenary unit. They are basically bandits that are raiding camps that are run by Andros on other planets within the Lilat system. And the thing is, is that um, it creates, like, this first one, it's sort of similar to, like, the train level in Star Fox 64. Yeah. Like, the first, the first mission is they're basically on, like, these, uh, these uh these skip bikes, you know, like the the speeders from uh, speeders from Star uh, Star Wars. Yeah, similar to that. Falco and Falco and Fox are strafing this train, and then Peppy and Slippy are like following behind, and Slippy's bringing up the heavy weapons to knock the train out. So they're like they're like concentrating on knocking these two little bikes, you know, and then Peppy just logs off a rocket round, which incapacitates the train. Like that's your first level right there. That gets you used to that gets like the first level is supposed to get the first portion of the the story is supposed to get you used to fighter combat also get you a little bit used to land-based combat the first mission in the second act is to get you more acclimated to land-based combat because you are going to do land-based combat because this is what's going to make this game better than any other Star Fox game so uh, you get contacted by General Pepper. You're asked to come to the planet in order to help them start. Because Andros, again, has taken over every other planet on the Lilat system with the exception of Corneria, which this is something that's never really touched on in the original story. But at the time in which you start any Star Fox game, the planet Corneria is under attack. It's like literally being bombed the shit out of. Every day. Yeah. But it's like, it does, like, like you literally look at Fal. he's like, this is horrible. I mean, what? It's a couple of blown up buildings. It's, it's Tuesday in Corneria. Yeah, right? It's Flacco, excuse me, Falco, where have you been? Well, so, you need to amp up what's going, what is going wrong. And yeah. so, here's where you're going to do a couple different things. So, A, you have to fight your way back into the planet. So, that's where you're going to get your first taste of the newer starship combat. Right, so you fight your way on the corner area, and then Pepper basically gives you guys the 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 R wings, because obviously that's the fucking ship you always fly in. So why would I change that? Right? Why not? Right. 
So the idea behind this is you're knocking out all the enemy fighters on the planet, on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. But then they always go from planet to the asteroid belt, right? Well, there got to be ships in orbit dropping these fighters in, or you know, there's got to be you know ships, there's got to be ships surrounding the planet to do orbital bombardments, you know. They never touch on that either. So the next, like the next, like the transfer level between Corneria and the asteroid belt is you having to, a la Star Fox Two, fly into these orbital bombardment ships and blow them up, one by one, hmm. right? And so. And I'm going to go into a couple other things after I've described the campaigns, but um, the once you finish that, I mean, it, the idea is you're basically it's all the same levels from the Star, from Star Fox 64. The primary difference between this game and Star Fox 64 is they're multifaceted levels. Like obviously, you do the airborne wave first, right? Right. That's okay. That's all well and good. You've knocked out their fighters. They're not just an airborne force. They've, they've literally conquered a planet. You can't do that with just fighter jets alone. So, okay, fine. Let's knock out their installments. Okay, let's. there's a Landmaster level. Same planet, right? Right. Okay, you've knocked out their forces. Now, on foot, you go in and you recapture... You go in and you recapture... the. You go in and recapture, like, you know, a focal point of, you know, their, the, the enemy base that has been set up, right? The whole point of this is, is that... There's no reason why land-based combat, tank-based combat, space-based combat, they all can work. It's just you have to write it in a way that makes it necessary. And that's the thing. It's like Star Fox at its core is basically a military simulator. But they're just like, oh, look at the pretty flight. <laughs> it's it's so cool. You can do barrel rolls. Well, it's also trying to appeal to children, so they can't make it. But tell super me, I'm, I'm not saying like you got to do anything like crazy violent. You know what I mean? But but it also can't be complicated. Oh, it's not complicated. Games do that all the time. Okay, I guess you're right. But what you just described was like super in depth, and I don't like. I don't know. I feel Star Fox for the age range that I felt it catered to were like. I don't know, seven to fourteen-year-olds. See, and I normally I would agree with you, but the problem is, is that the reason why the sales were so crap is it's because, because we're all like thirty. Exactly, and they know for a fact that the market that is interested in continuing to play Star Fox is not the market that is at that same age range. Yeah. What are they interested in playing? They're interested in playing Call of Duty. Yeah. They're interested in playing, you know, Battlefront. Which I'm like, okay, you want to get those sales? introduce the same elements into that game and you already have all the pieces there because in battlefront and in you know call of duty you can fly ships you can you can use tanks you can you can do land-based combat everything is there to merge both markets seamlessly it's just they have to step outside their comfort zone something that is nintendo has proven time and time again they're very they're very happy. They're very not. They're not. That's not. They don't like doing it. Yeah. I was about to. There, there were words. Words. Mm, yeah. <laughs> N- Nintendo has stayed far away from the gritty reboot era 
of um, of video games I found. Yeah, and the thing and, is, it's and, not and, even and a it, reboot. And as such, I, I by the time I was eighteen, I really had felt like I had outgrown Nintendo, and I was mm-hmm. I was a Sony pony from that point on. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's like it's and when they've done well, with a like, perfect example, GameCube, Resident Evil Four, one of their <laughs> highest selling games. <laughs> Yeah, yes, exactly. The game that Capcom promised would, be, would forever be a Nintendo exclusive. Yes, and we all see how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the GameCube was marketed towards children. You guys have obviously never played Bayonetta. No. Because why would we? Well, I- I've played the first Bayonetta because it was, it, was on, uh, it was on PlayStation and not a Nintendo exclusive like the sequel was. Right. We don't all have to stroke the same dick. I like stroking the same dick, thanks. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Thank you. All right, so... All right, so the idea is... It's like, And you know what, Sean? This is, this is what I think will pull you in. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering why I'd get a chance to talk. Well, <laughs> I mean, you don't... Hi, Sean, how are you? Hi, Sean. Hi. Hi. Remember Shadows of the Empire? Oh, do I? Oh, wow. Wampa Stompa. Wow, wowzy. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I gotta get music. Oh, yeah, please do. Mm-hmm. But anyway... it's yeah. the, it, See, that's that's where I think someone like you could come into the... Like, you would be drawn into it. Because what I'm describing, this marriage of star combat, land combat, you know, that was all in it Shadows of the Empire. sounds like... And this is coming from someone who, like, doesn't super play Star Fox at all. I've seen it. Uh-huh. I played it, like, maybe once. It sounds like Star Wars Battlefront with a cute fox and animals. I can't remember. Yes, thing. but the problem is, is that Star Wars Battlefront, again, if you don't have a story campaign, it's fucking garbage. Yeah. Right. That's the problem. And that's something they say they're going to try and fix in Battlefront 2. Now, something that would be really cool is to see how they would implement, like, multiplayer uh, modes. I actually was about to get to that. Right. Okay. So, all right. So the sec. All right. So the second campaign is basically your basic Star Fox sixty four campaign. Okay. Great. Move on. Third campaign is basically bringing back the Aperoids that they had in. I think they were in command, right? I honestly can't remember. They were like the robots that were taking over people. So it's basically you. Yeah. It's okay. Right, so basically, they were robots that took over organic being the, the board basically. The board basically. Essentially is what yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. Alright, so anyway. So that would be the third campaign. It's basically you're fighting off that wave and you introduce a couple new game elements that way. Okay, so So you your story mode would basically be set there you go. You no problems there, right? Now one of the other issues with Star Fox is that they've never especially with the N sixty four, they had the opportunity to make this game great by you know, because who played the multiplayer on uh, Star Fox 64? Did you play it? Yeah. Okay. So, did you play it? Okay. So, in Star Fox 64, the multiplayer was you were basically fighting your friends on two levels. I think it was Sector Z, which was this, like a space level with a bunch of missiles, and Corneria. And it was like two of you could have two of you could have starfighters, one of you could have the Landmaster, and then one of you would have to be Slippy. <laughs> And again, you think that sounds bad, but Slippy was on foot with a fucking rocket launcher. And that was it. He was so small and so quick, you couldn't see him. Yeah. So he basically, if whoever ended up as Slippy could easily just run around the map lobbing Mm. rocket rounds at everybody. So you're saying he was basically the odd job of this game. Pretty much. Pretty much. And that was what was crazy about it. It was like, 
okay, they've made, like, why would you make a multiplayer mode, which you have two maps, and the fucking, the whole thing is just thoroughly out of whack. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, oh, you all can play starships, or you all can play tanks, or you all can play on foot. Right. It's two of you can have one, one of you can have the other, and one of you can be on foot. That's it. Right. Oh, Oh, so it's not like the Batman Arkham Origins multiplayer. Kind of, sort of. Oh well, you guys would know that. I didn't. Play I, that I actually argument. played that. Like, I, I didn't play it too much, but I actually did play. I I, I played as mm-hmm. Batman and Robin, and then I played as mm-hmm. like the thugs. Okay, yeah, I've actually been playing that a little bit lately uh, because it's been so successful that the servers are going down in two months. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So I actually just had an idea, by the way, on how to make multiplayer a little more immersive. Okay, well, I'm going to go through what I have, and then if you want to add on, okay. by all means. Okay, so easiest way to do it: online co-op, running through the story. Any of the campaigns you run online. Okay, right. that that sounds like oh well. I mean, why wouldn't they have done that in the past? Excellent fucking question. It was a perfect idea. I don't know why they didn't do it on the re-release in Star Fox Zero. Or I, it's just, their biggest problem is is just like EA has the way to implement a system that will that has proven to work online. You can get your hardcore gamers who like nothing more than to play online doing the exact same thing. And the easiest way to make it like because. For instance, land-based combat, your simple thing. You're on foot. You have an objective. Go do it. Right. You know, you have two teams. And again, you probably wouldn't want to go more than eight in a match just because Mm -hmm. it just makes things overly difficult. You know? Right. This is not like a 16-on-16 or, you know, one of those big combat ones. It's just... I honestly think that, like, if they had a separate mode that you could do that with, that would be really cool. Okay, fair enough. All right, so the, the second thing is is that... So you can play through the campaigns... And so, for instance, the starbase levels. Okay, well, what's the incentive there? So, obviously, first things first, if you get, for instance, what's the most annoying, Brian, all right, let's ask you. Okay. What's the most annoying thing about Star Fox 64? Wow. Um... If you, all right, sorry, <laughs> let me rephrase. What is the most particularly annoying thing about having your teammates in Star Fox 64? Hmm, the fact that I can accidentally shoot them? Yep, but what else? that they're constantly begging you for help precisely give them better ai basically well, no, give them better ai or, or, or have well, human pilots yeah and that's i was just thinking like if, if but but if a competent human player was actually playing as slippy would the world just explode i mean no because the thing <laughs> is is that each character would have like for instance you you have your you have your customizable options like you have in any of those fucking games right why not just get rid of friendly fire i mean like or that's... beef up the ai you know because what I mean? Because this is real life, and sometimes you accidentally shoot your friend. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. You can still shoot your friend. <laughs> Dark. I mean, you can still shoot your friend, because quite frankly... But here's the thing. So, the biggest issue is you have to... So, if you get shot down, right? You would... In the game, you would just... Your colleague would just go back to the ship, and you'd be out for the rest of that level. I think not only that level, but then the entirety of, part the, of the next... Part of the next level. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's fucking bullshit, and nobody's going to want to do that in an online co-op setting. So you have two options. In my, in my idea, you have two options. You can either, A, get sent back to the ship. You can play a little mini-game trying to fix your ship to try to get back out there faster. Or you can man a gunner position, and you're out for the rest of the round, but you can provide covering fire from Great Fox. Okay. So you can, like, for instance, so, like... The biggest issue I always had with Star Fox when I got knocked out and had to start a level over was I started with none of my upgrades. I had to go back to basic basic R-Wing. 
one laser in the front, weak as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. No good. So the idea there is, okay, you can repair your ship and get back out there faster, but you lose all your upgrades. Or you can let Great Fox repair your ship, but you have to man a gunner position for the rest of the level. I'm okay with that. And that would that would give people the incentive not to fuck up. Yeah. And you have to and you have to beef the AI up too. That's just a gi- that's a given. The AI in Star Fox is shit. Yeah. It always has been. Well, okay, not in the first two, but that was SNES. Shit was always harder in those days. One of the other things I was thinking about too was like for um, multiplayer mode, what you could do is create your own character or your own like you know persona, and you could also create you could get rewards so that way you could upgrade your ship and add on different weapons different mm-hmm. kind of bombs different kind of stuff and you could really kind of make your r-wing your own okay all right so okay so like the three of us have played this before and so sean what would you want to see in a star fox game because uh, i have all these ideas but the problem is is that i i would have to hear from people who have played it and people who i would have to convince to come back to it right i think um basically Chase uh, chase scenes, where where you have to get out of a certain t- uh, place in a certain time frame. Meanwhile, dodging all these obstacles mm-hmm. and then trying to get to the to the goal, and right. uh, and and that usually forces uh, yeah. you know you to try like, to not not f up as well. That or like a pursuit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pursuit. Or they're they're yeah. falling behind you. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, yes, you can it, you can you can break, but you can't somersault, or else you you know you'll run into it like the ceiling or something. Okay, so a perfect example of that is like a the, tunnel, the skyhook level from end of Star Fox. Uh, yes, Empire. yes, like, listening hard is <laughs> but not as hard. You know, you know what's funny? God, that was difficult. Listening to this, I'm just thinking of what if there's like some kind of level where you're trying to escape the planet as it's exploding, and you literally have to navigate the atmosphere. Well, was I mean, like it's starting to catch fire around you. That's something similar to what they did in Star Fox 64 with yeah. the end of the Venom level. Is basically Andros's compound is basically exploding, right? And you're trying to pick your way through it, and your ghost dad is leaving is leading you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. a ghost lion. Anyway, so the biggest thing is with co-op, like have all the elements in co-op. You know what I mean? Though it's like okay. As a team, you've beaten the star. You've beaten the the ship levels. Okay, now you have to go on the planet as the Star Fox team. Each team each team member has their own upsides. Like Fox is your all round all your all round um, uh, soldier. Peppy is your your uh, what do you call it? Um, your electrician slash hacker. Okay. Peppy is your heavy weapons guy, and Falco is just another, you know, foot soldier. But again, everyone would have their own strengths and weaknesses, and you would just pick which one you want to go with. Hmm. Which I think, if you if you married the idea of Star Fox, but actually doing multiple, because they are basically, I mean, in the game, they are a mercenary unit. So, yeah. I mean, again, you have to you get all the star fights that you would get that you fell in love with in the games, but then there would be this element of more difficult stuff. Like, for instance, you would have the sub levels on more than one planet. Like, for instance, remember? Oh God, remember? 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 Remember that one level in Star Fox sixty four where you're fighting the giant robot in the ocean? Yeah. Why the fuck didn't we have Blue Marine for that fucking level? Like why would why would we why would we attack that level? Like first of all, 
if you're trying to like because the entire level you're trying to like blow up the spotlights right right and then you fight the villain right why wouldn't you have two people in jet fires firing at the spotlights and then have two people in subs and just do a multi-prong attack hmm this is like it, it just seemed like a wasted opportunity which then you could I mean now with a the fact that they're gonna have Unreal Engine on the Nintendo Switch right and the fact that again EA or I mean any of the partners that they have on their list could do this game I'm just saying EA because EA has created a game that could essentially at least in the multiplayer setting could work for this I just thought of something that would kind of make it a little more immersive too what's that Um, what if and this is kind of like you know just icing on the cake but what if you had a mode in which you could implement um, a VR headset and that way you felt like you were in a cockpit Paula would end up throwing up for hours. I would. <laughs> and and that, that is basically what Star Fox Zero did with the Wii U tablet. No. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think what he means, because the Switch controller is just going to basically be like the old, like the old, well, not N64. It doesn't I just want to see the Let's Play of that, the, the very short Let's Play or com. I'm going to try the VR help. He doesn't even get it on. <laughs> you know what? If you, you, start you, you laugh, I would totally fucking do that. Take a ton of Dramamine. There we go. Yeah, no, I mean, drugs I would, are the dude, answer. I would just, I, you know what I would do? I would just like pause the level, throw up, start again, throw up, start again. I'll do it because goddamn it, decondition yourself. Yeah, because yeah. goddamn yeah. it, I love Star Fox, and I, if they could pull off a game like this, how much money can you donate before Colin fills up the bucket? <laughs> that would, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, our next charity event. Oh yeah, yeah that's great. It's great for extra life. It's up to the brim. <laughs> <laughs> Can, can we made do- ten dollars. Can, can, can we break the record before he fills the bucket? <laughs> I eat no. <laughs> the bucket's full after one hour. We've made like five dollars. God damn it! <laughs> it wasn't worth it. <laughs> it's totally worth it. No, but <laughs> I, funny. I, I feel like adding these elements in because Nintendo's got to take a risk and they gotta like literally get off their ass and implement something different if they're going to continue to exist. Yeah. I know that... Which I feel like they're kind of trying to do that with the Switch, but the thing is they actually have to... They they can't just release and be like, okay, well, you know... They actually have to try. They they have to try because, I mean, how many wasted opportunities were there with the Wii U? There were so many wasted opportunities. I think you could just basically look at the Wii U and say, yeah, wasted opportunity. Pretty much. That's it. Well, then a bunch of developers kind of, you know, wussed out and said, you know what? We kind of don't want to develop for your platform because it's complicated enough to try to port over a specific game to have a controller that you, like, have a touchscreen for. Exactly. But the thing is with that is that if, first of all, yes, that is absolutely true. Yeah. But the problem is, is that Nintendo failed to fucking market the Wii U in North America. Yeah, which was crazy because the Wii sold like fucking gangbusters. How do you go from having one of the best-selling consoles in ever decades to having one of the worst-selling consoles ever? I think yeah, scared. Oh, I definitely know that feeling because again, I'm the PlayStation guy. Right, fair enough. But it's just yeah, it's, Nintendo's got to like literally actually make an effort, and again. With all these companies already pledging support, and I don't mean behind closed doors, saying no, they've they've openly done it. They've yeah. openly said yes, we are developing for the Switch. This is a new concept. We like it. Let's do it. I mean, it's a pretty big thing that Bethesda signed on for that. Apparently, Sean is typing in on the notepad that I like butts. 
Hey, hey, you, hey, you were reading. I, mean, I was testing. I, yeah, I see it. I signaled him over. I was like, hey. <laughs> I did see it, but it's okay. okay. I do like butts, though. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, well, folks, before we wrap up the Star Fox conversation, I, I, I must revisit uh, what I said during the intro. Do you feel like we should change the line to do an aileron roll, or should we should we add the ability to do actual barrel rolls to the game? Discuss. Okay. For <laughs> yes, story- actual okay. barrel rolls to the game. All right. For story for the story mode, I would li- I would like to keep that dialogue in there. I don't know about changing the line because that's just <laughs> such a great line. Do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. Never give up. Trust your instincts. <laughs> What? That, that's the Star Wars. But you know, d- doing an actual <laughs> barrel roll would actually be more more of an evasive maneuver than than the aileron roll. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, is that the other thing I would love about that is like if you fucking did an online co op instead of having to have that annoying dialogue repeat ad nauseum. You know what they need to do? What? Add a new female character and just have her keep saying that. Oh my god! Do a barrel roll. I'm so sorry. Oh, whoa! Jesus. Whoa! <laughs> Well, all right, all right, let's try this again. Let's try this again. Let's try it. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I go ahead. love adventures. I love adventures. Do a barrel roll. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was like, in Star Fox 64, you had Cat in... How do I go into all range mode? In Star Fox 64, you had Cat. In Star Fox Adventures, you had Crystal, the, you know, the uh, the furry community's wet dream. <laughs> Blue, some, a some blue dream. fox princess and captured in a crystal and that you have to release and fall in love with and that whole and thing. La, 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 I, I still la, think la. that uh, that Inspector Carmelita Fox from the Sly Cooper games is a far sexier fox. Well, there you but, go. Uh, again, Sony Pony. Yeah, again. No, again, that's fair. <laughs> but the other, and then there was another character that was introduced. There were two female characters actually introduced in Star Fox 2, which again, got fucking scrapped. The whores. Yeah. Well, now we're ready for women in video games. I mean, I, I, I guess. yeah, I guess I, I, I would love to see more characters in yeah. the story because yeah. the thing is, is that you can you can unlock them, you can choose them, you can make random, you can make your own character for your fucking co-op persona. For God's sake, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just this is something that would draw both hardcore audiences yeah. and classic audiences back in. And it's not there's, too far of a deviation from what they already do. There's an there's an alternate thing that you could do in which. You're, you create what? No, no, nothing. I just, I, I there's, sorry. No, there's, I there's, a, there's an alternate thing that you could do in which, basically, go the Ghostbusters the video game route in which you create sorry. a character or you have a character that is trying to be become a new member of that team. So you become like the yeah. fifth member of the Star Fox team. Yeah, like for instance, what I think that but would it, be a better way of going about doing the Star because again. My whole complaint with Star Fox 64, and I mean, not Star Fox 64, but uh, Star Fox Zero and Star Fox 3D was that it was basically, it was a fucking reskin of Star Fox 64. Mm-hmm. How about you fucking play Star Fox 64, but not as Fox McCloud, but as a character who views the lens of the events of Star Fox 64 through another character's eyes? And then you have so many more opportunities to expand upon the story without having to worry about, you know, oh, what do we do with this character? The character is just a silent observer. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Would you would you have a character creator for for your new character? Sure, why yeah. not? Would that be Say know. say unlock all right, so it's like say for instance, say you start as one particular character to start the game and you play through uh, the the Star Fox 64 campaign and then you unlock character creator and then you run through the game because again, 
What was great about Star Fox 64 was an infinite replayability. You could play that game over and over and over and over and over again and not get bored of it. Well, I mean, if you're me, you could you wouldn't get bored of it. I other people probably got bored of it. Oh yeah, but I didn't. But with adding these new types of combat and having to actually go and retake a planet from the air to the ground to on foot, you know, that adds so many more levels, so many more ways. Like you and you like have to go back to another planet to get more resources because again, Great Fox is basically just launching a campaign to retake an entire galaxy. You're gonna tell me they have all the fucking supplies they need on that ship yeah. in that time? No. You could add a Mass Effect element where you go to planets and you pick up more resources and you go back and you have and to like do counterattacks and stuff like that. It's it's basically Battlefront from PS2. Battlefront from PS2, Mass Effect, and Star Fox. One game. Bam. Done. I saved Star Fox. You're, ha- you're welcome, Nintendo. You're fucking welcome. Yeah, I mean, I think that the uh, cross the cross planet elements of uh, 64 were very in- intuitive, especially if you're bored of playing the same game for for you know for one run through. Like, hey, if you go through these particular, you hit these particular points, you collect these particular things, you move on to a different part of the planet, or you move on to a different part of the thing, and then just cross mention like that. Yeah, I, I believe that's a that's a great idea, and, and it alleviates. It alleviates boredom and also uh, increases replayability. Yeah, which especially is a, when yeah. you have the option to play with your friends in an online co-op mission. Because that's the thing, you always, you never could play with your friends through the original N64 game or even the Star Fox 3D re- Report or Zero. You couldn't play local co-op, you couldn't play online co-op. With the Switch, I think they have a, a, a bigger opportunity of increasing that yes. that multiplayer issue, especially with like like you slide the controllers on and take them out and like okay you can play Star Fox Duel with me mm-hmm. or we'll hook these two switches up and we can play four player. Okay, so anyway, all right, just to see, I mean, again and again, I was all over the fucking map with this explanation, and yeah. honestly, that's fine because I'm I'm all over the place in real life. So uh, yeah. so let me ask you a question, Sean. Yes, with the description that I've given you, if that game was produced by Nintendo, would you play it? Absolutely. Okay. Brian, mm. would you play that game? Yeah. Okay. Amanda, would you play that game? Oh, well, I think I, I would play the game, but I would need a lot of backstory coverage, because remember, I'm coming in on this like 20 years later. Yeah, and the thing is, is that this game will give you the backstory to yeah. the lead-up to Star Fox, the story of Star Fox, and where Star Fox could go in the future. Yeah. That's that is the whole biggest problem with Star Fox 64 is they gave you six paragraphs of background. That's it. And they're like, okay, here's your universe. Go fucking save it. Jordan, would you play that game? Um, you'd have to invite me over to your house to play it because I don't, right, you're I don't, not I don't see myself buying a Nintendo console anytime soon. Fair enough. That's a point. But okay, say... Let's go the scenario. If I had a Switch and if this game was released and I invited you to my home, would you play said game? Yeah, um, especially if it was uh, more of a balanced uh, Star Fox Adventures, like you were saying, because uh, it actually kind of reminded me of my favorite uh, NES game, uh, Guardian Legend. Do you remember that one? Oh, God. That, that game is literally half Legend of Zelda and half Galaga. And I... Oh, the, yeah, the, 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 the ba- yeah, The balance was, was perfect. I remember that, yeah. What yours? Yours on? Oh, I was just gonna request if I can do the outro. Oh, you want to do the outro? Yeah. Okay. Whatever well, what kind, of, what kind of music you want? I don't know. 
was just going to plug all the things. Oh, well, fun. actually, you know what? I mean, we're, we're I mean really, it's the, it's the end. I mean, honestly, I can't say anything else right now that could make my point any better, I guess, if you want to call it that. So I guess we can start doing plugs. Sean, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me at Sean L. Holmes on Twitter and also uh, com uh, slash bios. Okay, Brian, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me at twitter.com slash bmassey1987. And you can also find me doing the Prime Directive with Mr. Sean Holmes every Thursday on our Twitch feed. Hooray. Live long and podcast, everybody. All right, Amanda, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? You can look me up on Twitter as Jedi Amanda. I also stream under twitch.tv slash Jedi Amanda. And be on the lookout for my web show, Beyond the Game. The newest one I have out is Eric Baroni, the creator of Stardew Valley. Ooh. All right, Jordan, where on the web can we find you? Well, on uh, castwaystudios.com or soundcloud.com slash castwave-studios, you can find uh, you can find all of our um, all of our podcasts, including mine, uh, that, uh, such as uh, the BGN Comic Shop and uh, Story Mode. Uh, for the Comic Shop, I'm putting together a Doctor Strange uh, uh, of Aganza. Awesome. Which uh, only Amanda and I have seen the movie so far, so I, 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 but I, I think we did say you go ahead and see it. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is oh my sexy. God, he's so attractive and I <laughs> good old benefactor cabbage patch so um <laughs> that's a good one that's a good I, one I, I'm, and for, I'm, blasphemy benefactor wait was it what was it benefactor cabbage patch that's the one that's, I was that's ben- the one I'm moving on to next oh uh, benefactor uh, I, I, I would like the old, older one cumbershmout benedragon cumbershmout yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, eggs bed at cumberbuns one of my favorites no there's a uh, in the I, morning, uh, though. Uh, and as for story mode, um, I'm also putting up a new episode of that soon. It'll be on uh, Dante's Inferno. Hey, speaking of our friends in EA, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I thought, like, yeah, I better get that out while that Inferno movie's like has a week left in theaters. Yeah, you know, it only seems fair. Um, and, and I've also been uh, um, been putting my uh, Crossing the Streams uh, streams up on uh, um, up on our uh, YouTube page at YouTube.com/slash/CastawayStudios. Sweet. Uh, well, uh, you can find me on the internet, also at castwavestudios.com. By the way, did you know that you can shop online at castwavestudios.com slash Amazon? Oh, no. really? That is true. Oh. And with Cyber okay. Monday coming up, kids, you can get crazy-ass deals, and you can actually dis- you can actually help us out at the studio. What's Cyber Monday? Uh, I don't even want to go into it. It's, it's, it, it's the <laughs> online version of Black Friday. Oh. Uh, no, no. Basically, you know, it's the online, yeah. it's the online companion. What you mean? It's the online companion. Yeah, boy, no, don't even. Don't even. It's it's the online companion to the sweat. That's what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. that, oh. I beat you to mm. all. Okay. Yeah. So definitely be sure to that. No, be, but <clears throat> Amazon's server has crashed. An Amazon exclusive, the sweat. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. Amazon Prime exclusive, right up there with the Grand Tour. Okay. Also, you can you can follow us at uh, at Castwave Studios on Twitter. Yep. Uh, yep. Either it's gonna be me or Sean or. Amanda, or even Brian on occasion. Mm-hmm. Yep, thanks. Uh, it's gonna be me for th- all Thursday. Yay! Yay! By the way, I actually had an idea for. Some I record time. three shows that day. High five! Yay! By the way, who wants to start doing some casual games on Friday and call it Casual Friday? Oh. I would love that. Casual Friday. Yes. Casual Friday. Casual that sounds, Friday. That sounds amazing. We have. We don't have a donate button yet, do we? <laughs> Sean, quickly, whip us up a donate to button. To the donate button. Um, anyway, visit Castaway Studios at some point. There you go. Until <laughs> next time, I'm Colin Kakamas. I'm. Uh, who, who are you pointing <laughs> to? I'm Colin Kakamas. I'm Sean Holmes. I'm Brian Massey. 
I'm Amanda. Oh, oh, what? There you go. I'm Amanda Kavanaugh. Uh, and I'm Jordan <laughs> Hazelwood. And you're boldly going nowhere. Sean, hit me with the outro. Oh, man. God. <laughs> it's all gone wrong. Boldly Going Nowhere is a Castwave Studios production. For other shows and more, visit castwavestudios.com. Wow, that sounded great.